Hello everyone, this is Bob and Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, the Lancer campaign. Where we last left off, our protagonists had saved a small farming village in a swamp in a delta from imminent destruction, and had fetted with the leaders of the resistance. While this was not necessarily a turning point in the war, it was certainly the kind of success that the resistance had not yet obtained. And so between your arrival and the proof of your resources and talents, you were hailed as heroes. However, you are not provided completely free passes. The resistance leader that you would like to be in charge of the Soprano resistance accepted you readily enough, but the other two had their reservations. Reservations that you put to bed by your actions that evening. And uh, we rejoined the group the morning after. Before we get into the Roleplay, we should mention that Namtab will not be joining us tonight, unfortunately. And so, while Johnny Alpha does indeed go on to lead the charge against the remaining garrison forces that are holding the auto farms in the area, he will unfortunately be too busy doing that job to join the rest of the party as they head to Gundertown, the capital of Soprano, and the headquarters of the counter-resistance forces led by Brother General Sunder. On the other hand, we also have a new arrival. And while you don't have to describe your character as of yet, because that character will be joining us at an appropriately dramatic moment, <laughs> The player certainly is here and can introduce herself. Hi, uh, I'm Pepper. Uh, you may remember me from the Alien game. Uh, I will be appearing shortly, by which I mean in like an hour. Yes, we have discussed this and Pepper would rather be introduced at a more dramatic moment rather than an earlier moment. And in any event, uh, one last bit of details to get out of the way. Something I forgot about that I was recently reminded of is that the Everest has a passive ability that allows them to re regain structure damage on a one-to-one -one basis with repairs instead of a two-to-one basis. So those of you who repaired structure in the last session should get some of that, uh, some of those repairs back. Okay. I think I only spent one, anyway. Or did I spend two? I think I might have spent two, so I'll just give myself one. If that's alright. Pretty sure I only had one structure damage, so I would have spent two, so I'll get one back. Alright, well, that's the last of the old news. So, as I recall, where we precisely left off, you guys were uh, 
informed about the fact that Brother General Sunder is not inclined to take the field currently. However, there are certain psychological weaknesses that you may be able to prey upon, but most likely you will have to do so by getting access to him, or at least to his inner circle, both of which are currently residing in Gundertown. Who runs Gundertown? Master Blaster. The, he- the hegemony. They run everything. <laughs> I would like to thank both of you for answering two completely correct answers. So, sun comes up, we get a hail from Johnny over the radio just saying, fuck off, we're gonna be here a while and we're gonna handle this ourselves. We don't need you good eating folks. Well, you can, if you choose to, participate in the initial attack against the uh, garrison forces. But like I said before, this is going to be a minor engagement, not worthy of an actual battle map, and so you would need to roll one of your skills in order to avoid taking a small amount of damage. (laughs) All of my skills are completely social-based, so no. You can roll a d20 with no modifier, that is the same difference. I can roll assault. Sounds appropriate. I'll help out. Ooh. <laughs> I roll a natural fucking one. Ooh, ouch. Oofa and doofa. So what happens on a three, DM? <laughs> you die. Your mech takes some damage. Christ, how much is some? That was considering a 1d3 or a 1d6, so I'm gonna compromise. 1d3 plus 1. Oh, max damage. Okay. Max, I mean, max that damage. makes sense considering you rolled a natural 1. Let's be yeah. honest. Hey, many. That is almost half of my health. <laughs> I might, you know, that with, that with that repair that we just got back, I might spend that on the fucking ride over to <laughs> Gundertown. Yeah, it might be might just be worth it. Who else? Are we all doing it? I mean, if you want. I would figure Loxley of all people would want to take part in the uh Yeah, okay. In the fight. Uh let's see. I'll take someone out. I do well, that. That works. Somebody here is useful. That's that's a natural twenty. Yep. We got uh, the okay. opposite ends of the spectrums here. So I got rid of my bad roll, and I got rid of his good roll. Uh, yeah. So I would say that Girahoth basically charged into the fight and took a person-sized rocket uh, RPG to the back at one point before sweeping the, the sword back to take out the person who, who fired it, but... Uh, for his part, Loxley just sort of stayed at distance the entire time and was not even targeted by anything that could possibly successfully hit him. Meanwhile, Connor's back in the town, uh, chatting up the person who handed him uh, his number. I don't remember who that was, but I the do... The person who I, handed him his number? Yeah, like, I got a phone number. In, oh. Like, mission 1-1, yeah. 
Oh, that wasn't just anyone. That was Juanito. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe he thinks differently now that I, you know, that I can't fucking dance. <laughs> oh, no, you, you take that as a challenge. Okay, there we go. And incidentally, you do you do have a skill trigger that's applicable. Take control. Use force, violence, presence of will, or direct action to take control of something. In this case, the battlefield. Yes. But also, you can be a piece of shit who stays back. It's up to you. Uh, I mean, being a piece well, of shit it. is roll, being character. Roll middle ground. But also, at the same time, like, I'm pretty sure you two would guilt me into going, so... And also, Juanito is on the battlefield as well, so... Okay, well then, there we go. (laughs) I can't exactly do the thing I was going to do in character if he's not there, so let's do it! Let's just fucking do it! 16! Hey, 16, that's good enough. Low, middle, high, that's what we got. Excuse me, low, high, above average, thank you very much. But in any event, the fighting is mostly clean up. A good chunk of the garrison had deserted after it was obvious that the main barracks at uh, Los Rios had been set on fire. And so it was really only just the patriots, the crazy folk, and the ones who slept in were left. But following the swift and brutal battle, Johnny Alpha does indeed remain behind in order to help organize with the resistance, uh, guard the folks who are going out to take over the, f- the farms, uh, replace the garrisons with resistance fighters, and so forth. But he does promise to catch up by the time you lure the general out of hiding. At which point, it is time to say farewell for the time being and load up into your flying wing transport. This takes you over to Gundertown. And while Los Rios is a swamp, it is a desert swamp. And so the area that is green and rich and full of mosquitoes and humidity ends rather abruptly as soon as you leave the river delta. And past that, you see the desert environment that largely covers the island of Soprano. And while you do see the buildings of Gundertown in the magnified view on the uh, bridge of your transport, you are still well out of the human range of eyesight by the time it sets down. And from the wings drops down what appears to be a ground transport of a fairly typical design. It seems to be somewhat beat up already, which I have to say is rather impressive since you're not sure when or where it would have gotten that kind of uh, rough treatment. The humidity got to it too. It's not beaten up, it's distressed. Camouflage. Like a pair of jeans. If we rolled into town in a shiny new vehicle, that would surely draw attention, so... Meanwhile, Connor is looking for his cucumber melon moisturizer. 
It's just gonna be dry. It's gonna be dry out there. Holy shit! Oh yeah, but uh, there is this one small modification, which is that on the dashboard there's this little light and uh, sort of speaker grill just beneath it. And uh, as the light blinks, you hear Demu's voice coming out of the dashboard and saying, "As I said, I have been spending." centuries preparing for this very eventuality. Incidentally, you will find your fake identifications in the glove compartment. Right, this is a joke. It. This is a joke. See more butts. I bet you really have to specify that that's a joke, because Connor <laughs> sucks enough that that could be true. <laughs> yeah. The butts have a proud and noble history on this planet. <laughs> it's minor nobility. It'll afford you some rank, but won't draw too many questions. It is pronounced buttes. <laughs> but, yeah, the voice of Dimu continues. These will be sufficient to get you inside the town, but not into the Gundertown Arcology which unfortunately is where the general and his entourage are residing. I'm sure we can finagle our way in there after we get into the town. We are fairly resourceful people. Indeed, but you should avoid trying the main door. Every entry and exit is logged, and the locks are keyed to biometrics. However, I am given to understand that arcologies in general suffer from a regular issues with smuggling. So someone is getting in under the radar somehow. Well, we'll just have to find out, won't we? Might take a few days, but I'm certain we can observe the place, find out how that's happening. Yep. And... I would like to add just uh, a bit of background that uh, Jean-Luc, uh, the Armand family is not well off enough to own their own arcology, but they are of sufficient status to have visited and uh, been invited to a number of arcologies uh, run by other nobles. And for that matter, Connor Elias would also have been in an arcology once or twice on invitation, but uh, it would be much less frequent for someone of Connor's status. Yeah. And Alan has absolutely never been inside any of them. Sure. Like, I, I was popular. I wasn't that popular. Yeah. Among other things, the arcologies serve as basically fortifications. And while they can be sieged by hostile forces, they are largely self-sufficient and have armored exteriors. But uh, is there any sort of preparation or questions or setup that you want to do before you reach the walls of the town? Well, we'll need fake names, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I will say you have been provided with fake names, but you, the players, get to decide what those are. Ah, so Seymour Butts could be real. Seymour <laughs> Butts. 
I already know exactly what mine is. It's a real-ass person name instead of a joke. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be using a real-ass person name. I just, uh... Okay. Um, if we're going to use real person names, and I choose Floyd Collins. Everyone Googles Floyd Collins. Yes, they yeah, doing it right now. Do you meet the Explorer or the Musical? The Explorer. Okay. I mean, the, the musical is based on the person. Well, if, I mean, if we're going to go with, mm, I'm very tempted to go with Seymour Crowborn then, if we're, uh, if we're doing technically musical names. So when I said real-ass person name, I didn't mean, like, an actual person I, that existed. I mean, like, I know. it sounds no, like no, a name see, a person would have. See, I know, but, like, Seymour Crowborn isn't a real-ass person. He's the main character in Little Shop of Horrors. But no, uh, I think I'll go with, uh, Calvin Hunt. Fake name I'm going with is Dalton Coriants. And actually, you know, when I, uh, as I look over the papers and I memorize my name, I'm actually going to turn to the other two. I think it would be in my best interest if this was my name going forward even after we left. I mean, nobody at all off the mainland knows who the hell I am, so you do you. A number of people know my name off the mainland, and I have a lot of people tied to that name. Fair enough. Alright, then Dalton. Dalton. I had an uncle named Dalton once. It's a good name. I'll be happy to... I will be happy to wear it for however long this takes. I need to change my hair at some point. Well, what about you, Connor? Are you worried about being recognized? Not at all. Like I said, nobody off the mainland seems to know who I am. Hmm. I doubt there's anyone who remembers my name either. So, the city's appearance is appropriately futuristic for a uh, city that exists in at least a thousand years in the future. And while the population at large of Soprano is oppressed, this is where the oppressors of Soprano live, and so it's in much better shape than the other towns and villages that you've seen, mostly as you flew above them. For one thing, most of the walls are suitably protected against the significant and not unfrequent sandstorms that plague the area. And while the rooftops are flat, there are various channels and other flood protection systems in place for when the Monsoons occasionally roll in to provide what little moisture this desert receives. That being said, there is also a significant difference between the buildings placed around the main city in general and the arcology, which rises pyramid-like out of the center and dwarfs all of the other structures surrounding it. It's hard to tell exactly how many floors it has, just by the appearance of the 
armored walls, which are fully deployed, at least at the moment, since there is an active revolt going on. But you would not be surprised if the number was 20 or something even higher than that. And that, of course, is simply the number of stories that exist above ground. As Jean-Luc, for one, knows quite well, the underworks of an arcology are quite significant. In order to have a building like this that is self-sufficient and yet also protected against exterior assaults, it requires a significant amount of maintenance and self-repairing systems. You, along with a line of other very similar vehicles, are stopped at the gate by a uh, checkpoint of the city police. Your IDs are checked. You are given the look over once, twice, three times a lady. But ultimately you are allowed to pass through into the city without any further questions or inspections. I do the finger guns thing as we drive off. Hold on. That's illegal in this town. We're going to have to stop and search you again. <laughs> the guards are not amused. I am also not amused. Fortunately, they've got an entire line of other people to hassle, many of whom look much wealthier than you. That's where the bribe money is. They know what they're about. <laughs> well, once we get, like, out of earshot, out of eyeshot, I fucking elbow Connor in the ribs. Don't do things that will make them remember us. <sighs> it's hard to turn it off, you know? Consider this an opportunity to learn. I've never learned a thing in my life. Well, <laughs> uh... <laughs> and find fault in his logic, but if you can't learn to turn it off, then maybe we'll just have to drug you. Sounds fun. <laughs> uh, not what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, nevertheless, you have reached the end of the aid that Demu is able to provide you, but you are now resting, or, or driving, I should say, through the broad streets of a colonizer's city. Hmm. What do you choose to do next? Should we find some place to stay first, or should we... I figure it would be good to use the daylight for what it's worth. So I'm thinking we... What I'm going to do, unless the other two outvote me, my plan is to just drive around the entirety of Gundertown looking simultaneously lost and bored. Like, I have no idea where I'm going... And that's basically fine. I'm not actually in a hurry to be anywhere, so I can afford to be lost. So, like, just doing basic recon like that? Yeah. 
Makes sense. Getting a layout for all the roads, taking the opportunity to, you know, every so often take yet another wrong turn that drives me past one of the walls of the arcology, so I can see how that's all formatted. It's, you know, I've, I've been in several, but they're all a little different. They've all got their own quirks. I've never been to Soprano before, so I don't know how Soprano arcologies are formatted. Well, if we are being observed, then we should behave as expected, and lost tourists would fall within that. It would also, as you say, give us the advantage of being able to scout the city out a bit. Best way to get to know a city is to get yourself lost. But I will say about arcologies is that there is a certain prefab element to them. Like you say, there are quirks, but they are quirks that more develop over time. Because the initial design for arcologies is always the same. And incidentally, there's only the one in the, in the entirety of Soprano. This is not a rich island. And not a place that troubles like to find themselves. Right, right. So it sounds like we're two out of three on. Oh yeah, I'm I'm fine with to observe the city. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will take a skill roll from one of you. That sounds appropriate. And with the other two on board, you can take one accuracy die with it from the assistance. So, I can. I'm pretty sure I would be pretty good at faking being both lost and bored using a stay cool roll you know trying not to look like I'm actively uh, evaluating this location for tactical weaknesses yeah I mean I none of my skills really apply here so I went hard with being the face I mean I could spot but is your spot a plus six no no it is not I'll do the roll then. No natural ones. Fourteen. I rolled a four. Not rolling <laughs> great tonight. Alright, but yeah, with that accuracy die of an actual six, you cleared ten, and that's what's important. This is not a difficult or risky roll, and so all you needed to beat was a ten. So what exactly is the information you are searching for? I will just give you for free the uh, general layout of the main streets out of the town. And I will add to that that uh, this is a planned city based on a grid system, which is normally annoying as hell, because it just... it looks nice, but traffic is a, is a monster. But on the other hand, in this city, a lot of people can't afford vehicles, and uh, this is a desert plain, and so there's no uh, natural features to interfere with the grid system. Okay. So, the number one biggest thing we need to, I, I think we're looking at right now, is how to get into the arcology without having to pass through the front door. Which means we need a back door or a side door. And those kinds of things are going to be concealed ish. They're not gonna be painted into the outer wall, but they will exist. 
and I might know what they look like. So that is like the one big thing that I'm looking for as, you know, every time we pass one of the, the streets that the Arcology is on, I'm looking for that entrance. All right. Well, of the Arcology itself, what you can make out is that there is one primary entrance, the one that those of you who have been inside one are familiar with, certainly. It is sort of recessed into the side of the Arcology. It's like you drive into a tunnel, then there's the checkpoint that you use a biometric scan, takes your information. You would also know that there is a guard not physically present, but uh, who can communicate by intercom, who will ask if a non-resident of the Arcology is present in the vehicle, and for that matter, there's also a uh, pedestrian walkway that parallels the vehicle paths that go in and out, and uh, much like a garage, the in and out are basically right across from each other. No other entrance or exit is visible or marked or even hinted at by the sloping walls of the Arcology on the other sides of the building. Can I just ask, who all exactly would be living in the Arcology? Basically all of the people from Treble. A large number of them both live and work in the Arcology and never even leave into the rest of the town because, at least in their opinion, the rest of the town is full of inferior people and sucks in general. The inside of the Arcology is climate-controlled, among other things. Okay, so all the people who have been shit-talking Sunder would be in there if they're on Soprano at all. Pretty much. Like, something actively has to go wrong for a treble to actually live in the rest of Gundertown. Because uh, the amount of the treble population who comes here are, is pretty much just here in order to do business, to administrate the territory. And for that matter, there are plenty of sopranos here who also have similar jobs, but just, you know, lower ranked and they live outside of the Arcology and take orders mostly through video conference. Alright, not a lot of soft points on this thing. Not a lot of soft points in this whole setup. Other players' thoughts? I wonder if there's a way into, like, the lower areas that would be like less guarded, like underground. We just work our way up, like the sewer system or something. We did mention that there is a significant underworks beneath the Arcology, and none of you, from at least not from personal experience, are familiar 
with the layout structure or scale of those underworks. So that would be something we actually have to get down there and figure out how to get into. And I remind you that you've also heard that there is a smuggling problem that most archaeologists deal with. That was my next train of thought was we have to find like a smuggler and hope they can get us in. It's kind of why I was looking for the lesser entrances. I figured if it if it wasn't coming in on an official transport, it would be coming in through the side door. So I was trying to identify the side door. It might just be coming in in the trunk of somebody's car. Yeah, probably. Bribe a guard here or there to look the other way. Is there any sort of commuting between the arcology and the rest of the town? people who live here but work there? Honestly, from your experience with Arcologies, probably not. But if you want more details, you'll have to actually put in some footwork. Find out for yourself. You don't see any vehicles driving in or out while you are going through the city, just uh, surveying it. But that does not necessarily mean anything. You're not sure when if any rush hours exist in this town. Man, I almost want to tell fucking Alan, whatever you're... Floyd. I almost want to ask if Floyd wants to, like, set up on a high-ish rooftop and stare at the entry. (laughs) Put a blanket over him and be a, a... you know, sit in a sniper's nest and watch for transports to come in and out get a sense of the timing sure I can manage that little task but that still leaves two of you who have other avenues you could potentially pursue so while Floyd is camped out up there getting a sense for the the timbre of vehicle entries and exits. I guess the two of us, the you're the face and I am the minor face. Yeah. I have a point in charm. I could try and find and or insinuate ourselves into the local smuggling operation. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, try and figure out something to do with my character was like find a way to like locate a smuggler and have them smuggle us into into the building now here's my problem here's like the one issue i've got with this whole setup it's that even assuming we get inside what do we do it's not like yeah, that's you rock up to Aaron Sunter and be like, hey, hey, you want to prove everybody wrong? You should go out there and kick all the rebels' ass. He's going to be like, no, get out or I'll shoot you. I heard you's a bitch. 
Honestly, with uh, I, I don't have an end game here. I just have like I'm hoping we're going to repeatedly trip over our own collective dicks until the solution presents <laughs> itself. That's generally how we approach problems in games like these. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, no, I yeah. I am used to coming up with plans. I'm used to coming up with a lot oh, of like, plans. But like. We could get on the loudspeaker system and, like, honestly, like, calling him. We're trying to play to his ego, right? So if we, like, get on the speaker system, call him out and, like, literally say, hey, if you don't come and, like, take care of this small uprising that you haven't squashed yet personally and squash them right now, then you are a legit failure and you should not be in command, he'd probably, like, go out and... Actually, actually that's... that's a- that's a bit of a thought, and it's actually a thought that Connor could apply to. Bobbin, um, this plot, you, am I remembering correctly in that you said that Gundertown is mostly, uh, people from Trouble who have come over? Am I remembering that correct? The ruling class is absolutely Trouble colonists. However, the majority of the population is, uh, well, soprano collaborators. Okay. Does Guntertown have television? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So middle Might class enough fan. to afford uh, broadcast entertainment. So we absolutely don't want to present Connor Elias as Connor Elias, because again, you're supposed to be dead, and if you're alive, then the other two are alive. Yeah. However, okay, we can figure out if the Arcology has a separate TV network from the rest of town. And whether or not it does, we can get into both. And you, Mr. The Face, can uh, Call convince... Can, you can convince someone else to call him out. It can't be you who says the words and has the face on the TV, because that uh, a direct call-out of one of the harmonic choir will probably get back to treble, and you'll get recognized then. Yeah. So you'll put the words in somebody else's mouth, and maybe it's the mouth of a true patriot who thinks that the local choir boy needs to be doing more. Maybe. I will add that there is a bit more information that Demo can give you. You already have his psychological profile, and I can refresh your memory if you ask me to. I've got it all written down, but thank you. And the other thing is that uh, she is also aware of the identities of his three direct reports. As in, the three people who are part of this army group who directly report to the general. The first one is Colonel Cleave, who is in charge of the Southern Army Group, and is currently in the South. The second one is Colonel Shatter, who is in charge of the Northern Army Group, and is currently on leave in Gundertown. And the third one is Major Brake, who is the uh, General's aide-de-camp. The person basically in charge of the headquarters here in Gundertown. 
And yes, there is a theme, perhaps you've noticed. Uh, mm, <laughs> Clear no, shadow of break. Yes. <laughs> Point it out to me. <laughs> Underneath General Sunder. Yes. <laughs> are these their given names? Yes. These are their Christian names, How? I love it. <laughs> Fortuitous. <laughs> No, not their Christian names, their family names. Christian names are first names. What's a names. Christian? That's <laughs> uh, a given name, I'm pretty sure. I met somebody named Christian once. <laughs> I was going to say, Connor probably slept with a girl named Christian one time. Christ. <laughs> okay, so... Maybe Shatter, maybe Break is uh, of the mind that Sunder could be doing more. We can convince them to make a push. We'll we see. could find like a voice alteration thing, and like I, like it doesn't have to be. So that way, like we can disguise my voice, and I could just like wear a mask or something. Yeah, that would be like, great. A masked not... vigilante hijacks all the news stations and calls out the local <laughs> dude in charge. Listen, listen. I've seen that anime. I've seen that anime twice. I've read that comic. Yeah, it's called V for Vendetta, and it ruled. But yeah, the main upshot is that if you want to put words into anyone's mouths, those are the three people whose mouths are uh, General Sunder is most likely to listen to. Okay. Okay. So, while Floyd is doing that bit of recon we can locate the local tv station and also try and locate the local smuggling operation yeah all right three tasks and three people how do you want to separate the jobs um i can look for the smugglers with charm i would imagine either charm or charm or take control either one would probably be applicable and they're the same bonus, so. I could get a hold of something. That being the location of the local broadcast hub. By just applying my own charm. Maybe, maybe just a little bit of, like, social pushing. I am not presenting as a noble from Treble but I can certainly talk like one in a way that makes people think I am one. And that helping me will do good things for them. I would say it would be hard not to. Just from your history, it would probably be hard to turn that off. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just sort of move and act with the air of authority that tends to get people to listen to what you have to say, even if you don't identify yourself thing I'm probably pretty good at assuming I don't roll like dog shit again <laughs> I guess we'll see so I will say that watching the entrance roll and the where is the local TV station roll are going to be standard difficulty however investigating the smugglers is going to be a risky roll just as a reminder, that means that a 10 is a success, but you need a 20 to avoid the complications. 
I'll let the other two uh, go first, just because mine might be more complicated if I don't roll high enough. Ape, do you want to you take the first shot? Okay. So what am I actually... Am I rolling to spot something or to avoid being spotted? I would say, all things considered, you might as well roll the... Uh, the active skill, the looking skill, rather than the hiding skill. Okay. That's going to be the more difficult thing to uh, involved here. Got a 20. 20 on the dot. Alright, so the information you get from that is that there are indeed rush hours in this city, but that the uh, comparative effect on the arcology entrance is minimal. The main arteries of the town that get clogged up with traffic are reduced to a trickle when it comes to the turnoff that enters the arcology's main entrance. However, there is still a not insignificant amount of traffic, both in and out. Based on the design of the vehicles that are entering and exiting. Those who have business with the Arcology are fairly well off. Their vehicles have been cleaned more recently, bought and manufactured more recently, and make use of hover jets rather than simple wheels. So not like our, um, well, not a shitbox, but appearing to be a shitbox car. No. The purpose of the shitbox is to avoid notice, and driving one of those vehicles that use the Arcology entrance is definitely uh, something you drive to get noticed. So if we'd want to go in that way, we would have to get an entirely different vehicle through it, probably very entirely legal methods. Oh, yes. Not to mention whatever spoofers you would need to get past the biometric scanners. And by watching the entrance, you also get a, a better feel for how those work. It's it's not simply like a thumbprint scanner or even like a retinal scanner. It is like this full vehicle scanning device that uh, goes over the entire structure, returns and only then are the vehicles cleared for entry. So effectively I can safely conclude that going in the main entrance is pretty much not going to happen. Not without a significant investment in technology that you do not see readily available. If we were to leave, go back, and like come back equipped for specifically that, yeah, we could do that, but with what we have now, no dice. Exactly. And unless you have further questions, let's move on to the find a TV station role. Right. Come on. Any money. No whammies. Hey, a 20. 20 hey, on the dot that. again. You guys have stolen my good rolls. I'm going to fucking tank my roll now. <laughs> hey, no. I have not stolen any good rolls. I've earned them with a natural one and a natural four. <laughs> this is true, yes. Ape, on the other hand. What? <laughs> Alright, yes, you are informed that there is a TV station 
in town. There is, in fact, a uh, studio attached to it. Very few of the programs are created or broadcast live. They are, for the most part, recorded uh, using the studio or using cameras out on location or whatever else is appropriate for the particular program in question. And from the singular hub of entertainment broadcasting, they send out uh, signals to those who don't have a direct local internet connection, and then also a digital signal with uh, on-demand streaming for those who do have that privilege. Do I get the sense that the Arcology views these broadcasts? From the person that uh, you find who can speak in depth about such things, a reporter on the low rung of the local news affiliate, you get the sense that the Arcology is an aspirational market, and that their programs are available but rarely consumed and that the Trebles much prefer programming from their homeland. Got it, got it. Okay, so... Broadcast might be good for stirring up some protests here in the streets, and we'll need to apply pressure within as well. You get the impression that if someone was informed that they should definitely watch a particular broadcast or recording, then they're fully technologically capable of doing so, but culturally not inclined to randomly happen upon them. Got it, got it. Do I get any names? You don't have to, like, actually give them to me, but do I get any names? What sort of names are you looking for? Local producer, that kind of stuff. Well, the reporter that you're talking to will, first of all, give you their name, along with the name of the current top reporter of Gundertown. And with the 20, you also get the name of the producer in charge of the uh, news network. down that I have those names. Sometimes the most powerful thing of all is being able to walk into a room and address a complete stranger by their first name. Alright. And unless you've got something more you need, let's find out what that risky roll result is. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna use charm for this one. Lay on the schmooze. Hopefully someone fights. Oh, so close! (laughs) So close! A 20, a 20, and a 19. If I had just rolled one higher... That is good enough to get results, but not good enough to avoid the consequences. 
So first of all, you do successfully make contact with a smuggler, with someone who swears up and down that they've been inside the Arcology, that it's not all it's cracked up to be, but that the people inside, they're always looking for the stuff that they just can't get hold of inside there. It's, they say it's supposed to be completely self-contained, and uh, I guess that's true, but only if you're desperate for the necessities. Plus, you know they recycle the water in there? You know what that means. And let me tell you, from first-hand experience, they say they filter the water completely, but you can still taste it. You can st still got a little whiff in the water. Connor smiles and nods and actually absolutely does not know what that means. He's just going along with it. <laughs> just the most head-empty man in the world. <laughs> Thank God for his face or he would have died in a ditch ages ago. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm fucking going for. Thank you. A himbo. No, himbos uh, are A himbo likeable. except I'm not nice. <laughs> He's not nice. He has no heart. Uh, a jock. A jock? Oh no. There we go. That's it. There we go. But yeah, so they they import what they can from the homeland, from Treble, but, you know, they can't always get everything they want. They, they've got, uh, what do you call that? Um, they got limits on how much they can import at once. Something about box sizes and security measures and all that nonsense. Uh, but sometimes you just want a good old-fashioned bottle of whiskey. And you don't necessarily want to pay full price for it, especially with the added price of shipping into an arcology. And so that's where folks like us come in, you know? We can get our hands on stuff. Sometimes it's the real stuff. Sometimes it's good enough. But either way, it gets into their hands. They get to enjoy whatever it is we bring them, and uh, we get to enjoy their payments. Uh, we can afford quite a lot in there. So what have you got that's uh, made you so interested? Gonna make a donation to the cause, so to speak? Fire up the old hegemonic spirit? One could say that, sure. I said it. Let's just say my reasons are my own, and I would prefer to keep it that way. Hey, no, I, I get that. Uh, it's uh, kind of detrimental to the profession to ask too many questions. But uh, one question I do gotta ask is what exactly you want me to do. Connor kind of leans in and speak softly and unfortunately I won't be able to do this in my character voice because I, I don't think I can do that voice without projecting <laughs> um, and says uh, that uh, we need to get three people into the building huh that's not uh, the usual sort of request I mean, when the folks inside want a little bit of entertainment, they they do got uh, licensed providers out here on the streets. 
No, no. It's, uh, occasionally some folks uh, don't want it to get out about uh, what the reclivities might lead them to. I wouldn't say it's unheard of, but uh, what I will have to say is that it's going to be pricey. Usually we have to worry about one person at a time. I understand that. I understand that. Um, what exactly are you looking for? I found out how to do the voice without projecting. Congratulations. <laughs> and, uh, well, he quotes you a number. Mm-hmm. And that number is effectively meaningless, because among the other things that uh, Dimu has been doing over the centuries is embezzling. <laughs> when he says that number Connor will nod and say we'll give you that plus an additional and then he hikes an extra like 10% on there for no questions alright Well, the no questions comes with the basic uh, payment but I'll tell you what for the surcharge I'll make sure word gets out as little as possible I won't ask around, and I won't ask for any extra help. Uh, you seem like you're going to take care of yourself. So I'll just, uh, you know, take this on myself. No worries. Is there anything I can roll to see if he's lying or trying to, like, or is, like, planning to betray me? Is there anything you can roll? I don't I think don't, so. I don't think so. So would it just be a straight d20? Just a straight d20. B to 10. <laughs> no! <laughs> I love it! I love it when you laugh like that. I love it when you laugh like that. Tonight uh, is that natural means, one night. Because that means uh, I, the character, I, I, the player, am onto your bullshit. But Connor, the character, is not. And so it's going to lead to fun. You know, if you just added this roll on to the last one, you could have a 20, and we could avoid all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, unfortunately. Mm, no, we do not avoid the problems. We are the problems. All right, yeah, so Connor thinks he's on the up and up. Sounds legit, my guy. <laughs> sounds, sounds completely legit. Let's do it. All right. He, uh takes just a bit of napkin uh, pulls out a pen writes a time and a place on it folds it up uh, hands it to Connor alright he'll take it pleasure doing business with you if you don't mind uh, just memorize that and get rid of that uh, as soon as possible will do uh, Connor will look at it memorize the and make like I know Connor's kind of dumb but this is important Connor will focus and memorize it and actually memorize it and then stop looking at it for five minutes then repeat, repeat it to himself look at the napkin again okay got it right eat the napkin yeah memorization skills would be something that Connor actually knows how to do being a game show host this is true yeah that is also true just fucking Cram it down the hole. Yeah, just eat it. <laughs> Do you have any water? 
Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. <laughs> I actually have now. Oh god, this tastes disgusting. Yep. <laughs> oh, <yeah. I'm... laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Colin, you are a blessed human on occasion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Smuggler just finishes by saying, Pleasure doing business with you. Pleasure doing business with you. No, no, you gotta go. I'm not putting the napkin back in my mouth, ape. I'm not doing it. And, uh, quite naturally, you've met your smuggler contact at a bar. Yeah. And so when you head out to find the meeting place with the other two to share with them the good news, uh, you hear a voice behind you, not the smugglers, say, Excuse me, sir. Can I help you? Yes. I would like you to come with us. And when he says us, you, you feel movement behind you just outside the door, and you can see two very early police officers mm -hmm. who are mm -hmm. uh, cornering you in this doorway. Blumhouse. So that's what the two failures add up to. <laughs> uh, uh, well, at least you, at least it wasn't the smuggler, because the smuggler hasn't gotten paid yet. Smoke bomb. <laughs> I kind of want to do take control and use like my. I don't want to say training because I never because it wasn't trained, but like the diva shit that. Uh, Connor picked up over the years and just be like, excuse me, do you know who I, like, like the do you know who I am thing, but without, like, actually going, do you know who I am? Just essentially, like, going, why I didn't do anything wrong, I should report to you to your superior uh, for this, etc., etc. Uh, so I tr I'm going to try and take control to get out of this. Your manager. Uh, yeah, I'm, Connor's going full Karen. I want to speak to your manager. All right. I'm going to make this another risky roll. And... On the 10 to 19, you do impress them, but they'll still arrest you. That's that's fair. Oh, you can absolutely talk to our manager at the station. <laughs> Come along now. Uh, <laughs> do, I get, do I get an accuracy dice for trying to for doing my uh, background shit? Yeah, this is sufficiently in your wheelhouse that you can give yourself an accuracy. Okay, okay here we go. Uh made it yes <laughs> damn son 20 flat that that accuracy dice saved my ass <laughs> yes it did you rolled right. a one but it saved your ass now role play talking yourself out of being arrested <laughs> yeah i want to hear this um he's like why i did nothing wrong i've just been here for a drink with a friend why should i come with you in fact who's your superior I would like to get their name so that way I can tell them that you've been harassing me. What's your badge number? What's your badge number? Good <laughs> sir. I'm recording. <laughs> I'm actually streaming right now, officer. <laughs> For your information, sir, members of the subharmonics are not issued badge numbers. Do you have proof of your Treble citizenship. Uh, I would assume that our fake identities would come with that, correct? 
No, your fake identities would oh. not. But um, um, you would not have lost your real identity card. Can I pull that out and cover my name up with my thumb? I did get a 20, come on. You did get a 20, but that does not get you off completely scot-free. Alright, yeah, I'll um, I'll pull it out and try and cover chunks of my name with my thumb and hope they don't, like, force it out of the way. You'll actually hold out his hand for it. I can't... Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh... Though I will say, with the 20, this person was not necessarily given the, let's say, trivia knowledge that A, you are specifically a game show host, and B, you are currently MIA. Okay, sure, I'll, I'll give it to him. Yeah, it's fair that some beat cop would just, like, not be aware that you are supposed to be dead. Not a beat cop. Oh. A member of the Subharmonics. Yeah, but still, like, unless he runs the information, he's pretty unlikely yeah. to have the specific knowledge that this guy is supposed to be dead. Just yeah. offhand. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll hand it to him. But the main point I wanted to emphasize there is that the subharmonics are the planetary government's secret police. Oh. This guy is not just a plainclothes officer. But your treble ID is sufficiently authentic insufficiently impressive in this backwater town that the man will well, hold it up to the light, check, you know, the, the hologram. Take a bite out of it like an old prospector. And eventually hands it back to you and says, My apologies, sir. For That's what I thought. A treble citizen is it is indeed no real crime to speak with a fellow bar patron. However, you should be warned that rebel activity in this region has been elevated recently, and we have received reports that they are better organized than usual. Keep your head down, sir, or I fear that my visit will not be the most uncomfortable one you experience during your time here on Soprano. Good day, sir. Good day to you, and uh, Connor will walk out. Gestapo Peter Lore is the breakout character of this session. <laughs> <laughs> so, all roles have been completed, all information has been gathered. Presumably you set a time and place for your personal rendezvous with the rest of the uh, characters. You're late. I got held up. From what I understand, a little bit literally. I met a member of the Subhammeric Choir. <laughs> skin of your teeth, Connor. Skin of your teeth. Anyway, what have we, what have we found out? For my part, 
I don't believe there's going to be any way of getting in the main entrance without a significant retooling of our operations, and we don't have time for that. I've also taken the opportunity to observe traffic patterns and the various comings of goings of the citizens of the Arcology. Compiled a short report on that. I don't know if that's going to be any useful information, but you can't use something you don't have. It would be good to know. At the very least, when everybody is home. The Arcology, by default, has access to... Uh, local broadcasts, but it is not commonly viewed. It needs to be sought out. We wish to cause a disruption. We would need to be we would need to prompt someone inside to tune in. I also have a few names at the local broadcast station that we can throw around on entry. I, for my part, have managed to secure us passage inside. No questions asked. All we need to do is meet at, and then I give the um, the address and time. All we have to do is meet at location, at time and place. It's that simple. Make sure you actually pay that. The last thing we need is to show up and find our right not present. I will say, Ellen, you having spent the most time around the Arcology at this point, the address rings a bell. It is somewhere around the back side of the building, fairly close to the Arcology itself. I recognize that address. It's around the back. It's out of sight. Good cover. Whoever your contact is, they pick the locations fairly well. I hope so. It's their job. By the way, what's wrong with recycled water? Nothing if you recycle it properly. <laughs> I suppose it's how much trust you have in your filtration system. Right, but why would you need to filter it? And it suddenly occurs to two people. Connor has no idea how recycling works. <laughs> or at least recycling the water. But probably recycling in general. If you know how general. recycling in general works, <laughs> then you would be able to recycling. extrapolate the idea. <laughs> yeah, probably it's recycling in general. Recycling means you need to sort some of your trash, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you put all the aluminums in one thing, you put all the cardboards in another. Alright, well at this point, there's nothing for it but to actually get inside. I figure we'll need to get in, start planting whatever seeds we can to get Aaron Sunder even more on edge, and then when he's like about to pop, we send somebody out, probably Connor, to bulldoze into the local broadcast station and get an inspiring message out. Mm -hmm. 
Midor Inspire is the one thing that I have that isn't a plus two. I hope you were able to hear the sarcasm on the word inspiring. <laughs> Revolution will be an infomercial. <laughs> Gross. Are you tired of constantly being oppressed, downtrodden day to day? Do you not live for anything but the promise of a better tomorrow? Well then try new guillotine. <laughs> Billy Mays here with a revolutionary new product, the AK-47. You're gonna love my bombs. You're gonna love my bombs. No. You hate the bourgeoisie. You, you wish you could keep that boot off your neck forever. <laughs> well, try new revolution. <laughs> it's called the slap chop. What you do is you slap the lever and it chops the head off. <laughs> I'm going to take a shower. I am going to <laughs> change my hairstyle. I'm going to move from the thick dreadlocks to and, and spend like the time necessary because it will be a bit of a project turning it into just some box braids I can pull up into kind of a, a loose ponytail probably shave my face also I look considerably younger without all the facial hair uh, this is stuff that uh, Dalton is uh, doing between now and the meetup with the smuggler yes all right, and I will say that it it is scheduled for well after sundown tonight. So it's probably for the best that you didn't register with any hotels. So Dalton, Jean-Luc is getting a makeover. Anything either of the other two want to do during the next few hours of daylight? Um, is there a way I can get a... Uh... Across the collar, which is it's like a necklace or something that could project a uh, holographic image over my face and head so that way if like it, it doesn't it doesn't stop you from like fooling anybody on close inspection but like electronic systems and um, from far away you won't be able to recognize something that someone's wearing it it also does scramble their uh, their voice Oh, wait, it says scramble voice or change appearance. And scrambling voice is more what I'm going for, because uh, I imagine that if these people are as high up as they are, they might have seen my show, and hey, the, the weird game show dude with a really distinct voice is telling me to, like, call out my boss. That's weird. Well, I will say that uh, an item like that is going to be restricted in how and when you can purchase such a thing. So you're going to have to roll. Okay. Try and get hold of one. I think you could stretch charm enough. Yeah. Yeah, probably. To do that. But no accuracy die this time. Yeah. I figured as much. I wasn't going to stretch it that far. 17. 17. All right. This was going to be a standard difficulty. Would have said if it was otherwise. So 17 is enough. All right, cool. I'm going to add that. All right, anything else from Alan? Not particularly, no. All right, just going to meditate and clean your weapon or something like that, I suppose. Yeah, just get some rest. Fair enough. 
Maybe some food. Never going to battle on an empty stomach. Yeah. And as a veteran campaigner, the other thing you've picked up over the years is the ability to sleep when and wherever necessary. Yup. Well, the time comes for your meetup. The building in question turns out to be abandoned. It looks sort of like a utility shed rather than any proper residence or business. And uh, the steel door opens just by twisting the knob. It appears like there should be a lock or deadbolt on this thing, but it's been unlocked quite conveniently before you arrived. As you go inside the main area of the shed, you see why the smuggler has arrived before you. Presumably unlock the door. And uh, he is standing at the far side of a large air vent that is embedded in the floor. And the air vent has a large grating covering it, effectively sealing it from anything bigger than maybe two inches in diameter. And at your arrival, the smuggler says, Ah, you're on time. That's a good trait to have. Better one is to be a little bit early, it seems. Well, it's a certain amount of prep that goes into this sort of interaction, and uh, let's just say that we both arrived on time at different times. Fair enough. Anyway, you don't want to hear me talk about scheduling. What we got here is the classic Arcology weak point. You see, they got these big underworks underneath the Arcology where all of the magic happens. But all of the magic generates quite a lot of heat. And all of that heat got to go somewhere that isn't up into the living spaces. So they got a bunch of these vents around. Now the vents are kind of obvious, so uh, they park these uh, little sheds on top of them so folks who just wander around don't see them so much. And as he's discussing this, he's going around the circumference of this vent uh, using a small little handheld tool that he is pointing at the uh, edges. And of course, uh, the folks who invented arcologies, they're aware that, uh, you know, giant air vents to the surface kind of a s make an easy way in. And so they put up some defenses. But of course, uh, they're relying on stealth to be uh, defense number one. So those of us who know about uh, these weak points, uh, well, you just get the right little doohickey, holds it up, waves it, and then suddenly what little defenses they got don't amount to jack shit. Finishes the circumference, and the grating just sort of lifts up to one side on this hidden hinge that uh, it sort of extends this arm from underneath that uh, lifts it up so that now, any one of really any human size is capable of climbing down. 
And for that matter, you see very cleverly disguised sort of dimples into this in the side of the vent that are hand and footholds that you could use like a ladder to climb down. After you, folks. Alright, uh, I am sure to give him part of the money right now. Uh, he'll get the rest upon getting us all the way in. But uh, I want to make sure that he knows that the payment is uh, is here and waiting. Then I will go down. Alright, nice to you. Pleasure doing business. Go on, don't be shy. It's perfectly safe. There gotta be some way in for maintenance workers. Give him an incredulous look, but I will proceed. See, I'm kind of torn because, like, on one hand, I trust this dude a little bit. Like, I trust that this guy knows what he's doing, but I also, like, don't trust Connor to have not completely fucked this up somehow. <laughs> Well, I did roll a one to see if he was on the up and up. So, a little bit of trepidation. Alright. Well, after Alan climbs down onto the built-in ladder, starts going down slowly but surely, the uh, smuggler makes to follow you, but then you hear some very loud pounding coming on the hollow steel door from outside. And at this point, the smuggler, his head shoots over towards the door. And although you haven't heard anything, anyone say anything, uh, he says, Shit! It's the coppers. Keep going. I'll figure something out up here. Um, just find staircases that go up. You should have reached the arcology proper eventually. I gotta get out of here. And uh, at that, he slams shut the grate, tosses his tool down through the bars, and uh, starts running for one of the high built-in windows on the opposite side of the shed from the door. You're a wonder, Connor. Hey, not, t not talking, not bantering, just climbing. You said he dropped his tool. Did he drop it in such a way that it's going to, like, fall past us such that I could reach out and catch it? Yeah, and the fall is significant enough that if it does hit the ground, it will not necessarily shatter, but probably break in some significant way. I would like to catch it. Then roll something that would let you. Ah, uh, I am... Scaling down a large ventilation shaft, the probably a detachment of subharmonic officers are banging on the door to this building, and my handholds are small dimples in the walls. I'm not giving you stay cool. Oh, okay. Uh, well then I'm just rolling a d20 because I got nothing else that applies well, you, get you've got to get hold of some <laughs> that's, that's more of like uh, th that's a people focused one that's not a an action 
sort of thing. That's not a physical feat, that's a social feat. I know, but number one, the name is appropriate, and number two, I, I just don't want to give you stay cool every single time, and this is a particularly risky maneuver, so rather than giving you a risky check, I'm just going to make you roll one of your lesser skills. Okay, okay. I will push the button next to the plus two instead of the plus six, <laughs> and I'll get a nine. I don't catch it. No, your hand shoots out behind you. You make physical contact with the device, but uh, only in such a way that it smacks it against the far wall before it hits the ground below you. But even if it's broken, you could probably bring it back to Demu and get something of benefit. So I fuck up. <laughs> fuck up and it hits the ground and it breaks. And yeah. I cuss inside my head. A lot. Inside your head, because the other thing you really need to do all as a group is get the hell down and out of line of sight. Yeah. Because it's not long before the pounding turns into thumping, turns into breaking and crashing and the thudding of jack-booted footsteps. Get that. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. We shut the fuck up and we climb down. Yep. Yep, and one of you can go ahead and collect the broken uh, vent opener. And just oh, go ahead and call it that. The vent opener. Parentheses broken. So noted in my pilot gear. Alright. So you do successfully get away from the vent opening in time to avoid the police following you. It probably helps that the door or the vent is shut when they enter and presumably sealed using whatever technological mechanism is used to do so that the vent opener defeats However, you cannot help but become lost soon after you enter the underworks proper of the Arcology. You are without a guide, you are given no clear instructions aside from take any staircase that goes up. And on top of that, you can't be certain that you're alone down here. There is, of course, a significant amount of automation in uh, modern technology such as this, but maintenance workers would absolutely be wandering around here and there to inspect and repair various machines that require a human touch. And so it is unsurprising that you find yourself in a very unusual part of the Underworks. Unusual in the sense that it is full of machines that look less like they are designed for the maintenance of a building and more for medicine and experimentation. Neat. Oh. We found the we we found where they keep the the crimes against humanity. Oh, we don't know that. This just looks like a medical bay to me. Most of the beds, at least right now, appear to be empty. You have yet to find anyone living down here, for better or for worse. 
But eventually you do come across one sort of side room with a number of beds and uh, windows that you're pretty sure are one way that allow you to look into the rooms. One of the lights is on, spotlighting one of the beds, which is, unlike the rest, occupied. And projected against the window is a status report of the individual lying on the bed. Most of it is extremely obscure medical jargon that none of you can quite suss out. But listed at the bottom of the report is quite clearly written in whatever they have that's basically English here. Data collection complete. Sample ready for destruction. And when you look closely, you can see the bedsheet rising and falling with the movement of air through a person's chest. Well, the person laying in the bed better get out of there. They've got a sample that they've got to destroy coming in soon. I'd like to state for the record that I am armed. Obviously, I could not be walking around in my fucking assault hard suit with my officer's saber strapped to my hip, but I do have a sidearm revolver that I did bring with me down here. And I am fingering the handhole. This is a place of evil. Let's not spend any more time there. We have to. Oh, the person's the sample. That's fucked up. I look between the both of them. There's a lot of assumptions between the both of you. This looks like a medical bay. And we have no idea what the sample is. Just a medical bay with nobody in it that they keep in a basement. Well out of view of anyone who could possibly just stumble onto it. Yeah, this doesn't look like the place I went to go for my sleep thing. Have neither of you ever been in a hospital? Not all rooms have windows. Hospitals try to generally keep a fairly upbeat and cheery atmosphere considering the nature of what happens in there. Can't you not feel it all around you? This is a place of unspeakable horror. I think you are being dramatic. I look for a thing that I sincerely um, hope I am. Let's me talk into the uh, into the other room. Is there there is there like a button that like activates a speaker an or something? Yeah, an intercom. Yeah, there would be. It's not immediately in front of the bed, but it's sort of centered on the middle of the the window overlooking the room. I'll, uh, I'll push it and I'll talk to be like, Hey, hello, hi, are you awake? Or are you capable of waking up? Hello? Hello. I just like full body flinch and draw my weapon when Connor starts projecting his voice into a room we are trying to be stealthy in. I'm not like pointing it at anything, but Jesus Christ, my dude. I think, yeah, we both whip around just like in shock at what Connor just did. <laughs> We're having this low argument about the purpose of this place, and then you start hollering <laughs> into the space. Well, uh, 
Pepper, is that enough to wake up your character? Uh, I don't know. Am I in a medically induced sleep? You were provided a drip when you were uh, put under, but it's been a few hours since then. Okay. Uh, I, I probably roll over, or 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 something. I don't wake up entirely. Honor, what in the almighty name of God are you doing? I think you and I are in agreement that this person is the sample, so, uh, get them out of there? Time and place, Connor. Sorry. Also volume. I, I will say, in terms of the volume, there is... The rooms appear to be very heavily soundproofed, and so mostly what you heard when Connor pressed the intercom button was just his voice. <sighs> Look, we can... Also, there is, there, there is a door. Yeah. You know, if they are in there, they are likely... They are likely receiving medical attention. They likely live in this arcology. Perhaps they can... Give us directions. We can feign being new lost maintenance workers. If you will just not do things that project your voice about spaces, please. I think they're waking up regardless. I'll open the door and go inside to preempt Connor doing anything. As you go for the door, you notice that it is locked, but the latch can be flipped from your side. I will make a note of that. I'll put my gun in its holster, but I'll still keep my hand on it because, you know, there are a lot of reasons that a medical chamber could be locked from the outside. For instance, the ones inside might be dangerous. So I would be ready to shoot in case the individual inside turns out to be a problem we can't deal with our hands. But I'll unlatch the door and go in and approach the sleeping figure. I'm just going to, like, post on outside the hall and just keep a careful eye for anything that anyone, anything or anyone coming down the hallway. I guess we're friggin' doing this. And now that someone is close enough to get a good look, Pepper, would you like to describe your character? Uh, yes. I am uh, a young woman with medium-length blonde hair. Kind of slight. Uh, not like an unhealthy underweight, but like getting there. Probably wearing a hospital... Mm, not, a, not a hospital gown, some sort of futuristic like hospital onesie. And I'm asleep. Is the IV still in me? Yeah, the IV is still in you, but the okay. like I said, the plastic bag is empty. Okay. Look around. Well, I have a little experience caring for an elderly relative. I can at least get this out. I'll take the needle out. Uh, as, as soon as you do, uh, I sit straight up and I and gasp. What? Who? Fuck! Five steps back, one hand on the handle of my pistol, the other out in like a calm down kind of position. 
I have I have my hands up and uh, and they're shaking. What's Connor doing, by the way? Did Connor come in with me? Uh, no, Connor's gonna stay Connor's on the other side. Connor a stick, st and he just started chasing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Connor's actually doing... Uh, is actually staying in the, uh, the other room, just in case, like, something else happens, and, uh, like, the door locks from, like, closes and locks automatically from your side, so that way he can just, like, open it again, in case, like, you guys get trapped for whatever reason. Okay. And, uh, fear turns to confusion as as I realize that you're not wearing a lab coat or, uh, or similar garb. Who, who are you? Uh, Coriants. I'm a maintenance worker and I'm lost. I'm new. Do you... Do you live here? Can you help me? I, I'm. They they keep me here. I. My name's Arya. I. How did you get here? Through the front door. I'm a maintenance worker. Do they usually equip those with guns? Oh, the gun is like in the the my belt like in the back okay. it's tucked into my pants like that's okay. not visible I, I was obviously reaching for something mm -hmm. but you can't see what okay uh i can you can you can you get me out of here do you need to leave i i don't want to be here are you being treated for something i don't know why i'm here can I hear what's going on in this room? You're standing in the doorway so easily. Just want to look at Dalton like, yeah, medical facility. I. <laughs> okay, if we can see each other, I like half turned to you and I spread my arms and shrug like, there's a lot of reasons that someone could be confined to a medical facility. Like, I assume that fucking the treatment of mental care on this planet is, uh, not perfect. So sometimes people might be held for having violent conditions. Where are we? As in... land mass cities... Last I knew I was in Gunderton. Yes, we are still there. You are in the arcology, in the medical facilities. What? That doesn't make sense. I... How did I... what? I think I remember I was I was clocking in for my shift at the office, and... Nothing. Where do you work? I'm, I'm an accountant at, uh... Johnson some shipping company. What? Johnson and Peabody? Sure. I don't know, it was just the first two names that sounded kind of like accountanty. Okay. Well, if that's a sh shipping company, Bobbin, in my tour about the town, did I come across a building under that label? I would say it, it might vaguely ring a bell. I mean, memorizing the name of every single building and business that you go across is kind of a big ask, but the two names together does have a ring to it. Clocked in lost continuity you were 
brought in from outside, bringing in someone from... Are you from Soprano? Yeah, yeah I'm from I'm from a farming village, but I... Interesting. You must have presented with something highly novel to be brought into the arcology proper. We're in the arcology? We, we are. We are in the underground uh, medical facilities. We should see if we can find some medical records for you. Okay. Uh, is, there a, is there like a computer panel or anything nearby? As I said, there is a projected set of information on the one-way mirror that is adjacent to the bed. However, it is extremely medical jargon. Okay. And so you will need to make some sort of role if you want to interpret even a basic amount of information off of it. Yeah, I was going to say, since Connor's there, uh, he'll keep trying to do it, but like I don't have anything that could help with that. Is it an interface or just a display? It's primarily a display, but there are like positions on it which where a touch interface functions. Okay. But it is outside of the room. Oh, all right, but I can't see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like shakily swing my legs over and, and and try to stand up. If it seems like you are going to lose it, I will help you stand. Okay. Do I stand fine? Am I good? I'd say that's mainly up to you. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine. Just uncertain. <sighs> I will. Uh, no, I. Your presenting is very normal and distressed, but also your the the circumstances of your admission are highly suspect to me. So I'm not. I'm just gonna like help you be on your feet, but I'm not actually gonna lead you out of the room. I'm just gonna kind of call out, you know, projecting at a low volume best I can. Um, Collins, Hunt, could one of you figure out why she was admitted, how long she's been here? Mm, all right. I'll take a crack at it. Yeah, you go ahead and take a crack at it. I've got nothing to help me. I don't think I can charm a computer yet. Okay. Well, I do have hacker fix, so I guess I'll computer. just... Computer, you say? Computer. Computer. Okay. That won't help with the jargon, but it might get you access to more information, some of which you can digest. Cool beans. I'm a roll of dice. Is there an assist action? There is, but... I am specifically not, like, allowing you to be in a situation where you could assist. You'd have to leave the room, and I'm not letting you leave the room. I'm being That's subtle fair. about it, but yeah, it's okay. not happening. Yeah, and in the meantime, this was just a regular roll, so 17 yeah. is good enough. So, right. Uh, basically, you're able to scroll past the details, back out a couple depths of menu, and get to the basic statistics. Uh, the Unix system. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get uh, date of admission which, uh, based on your clocks, was, should we say, two days ago? 
date of operation one day ago, and then a bunch of details about subject accepted data transfer, no signs of rejection, no signs of side effects. Anything else at all? Yes. You also note that uh, the signature verifying the information is Major Brake. And in charge of running the town. And in addition, just this sort of little notation written after the signature is... uh, This is super illegal. Don't let this get out. General has confirmed information is dangerous. Recommend termination. Oh. Well, let's see. How much of this does Alan relay? I'm, I'm going to withhold the whole recommend termination. I feel like that's information they don't really need to know right now. Given their whole situation, I don't want to, really want to like, freak their shit. Um, but I am going to relay... Well, looks like you've been in here for a couple of days, and seems you went through some sort of operation. Something about a data transfer, but I don't really understand what that is. Can't parse this jargon, I'm not really... I'm a maintenance man, not a doctor. Hmm. Bob and are, like... Neural cybernetics a thing that exists that I'm aware of? I think I'm gonna have to ask for a roll for that. Alright. I don't think I have any triggers that would give me this, but would my noble background make it more likely that I do or do not know that this exists? Yes. Alright. 23. One of your relatives, about whom you have heard stories, suffered a head injury after a particularly nasty battle and required reconstructive surgery. This surgery involved a neurological implant that restored functions of the brain that had been lost due to the traumatic injury. Is is there a but? I can almost hear the but. How do you mean? It's I mean, you. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can almost hear like a, but his personality got weird, or but he started acting erratic on the battlefield, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that? No, no. I mean that—that's what it fixed. Okay. You get a frontal lobe injury. Your impulse control fa- starts to fail, but uh, it was restored thanks to a neural implant. It was expensive, and a large amount of the uh, payment had to come out of the family coffers rather than those of the government. But it worked. Figures. As advertised. Well, you, you say figures. We're not a big enough deal for the government to pay for everything like that. Uh, okay. We've got history. We don't have that much history. That's interesting. How would an accountant pay for neuro implant? Wait, 
I, at, at this at this point, I start like feeling around my head for like scars or or something. As she is doing that, I respond to Alan's "what" and just relay the same story that you gave. Just I had a relative who was injured in a fight and had to get uh, an expensive implant to repair some brain damage. You know, I said my hair was probably medium length, but I I imagine at this point that it's probably been shaved back. Yeah, I imagine the implant would be sort of the base of the skull, that little uh, weak point halfway up your head. Yeah. So, the hair above that point has been kept long and can conceal the uh, shaved patch that most assuredly exists in that spot now. I wasn't aware that kind of wetware was anything but experimental. It's uncommon, it's expensive, and it is rarely deployed. Which makes me wonder what you did to deserve it. I don't think I did anything. I I just, I did my job. Dalton, can I have a moment with you? Just just a moment? Arya, take a seat for a moment. If nothing else, we need to find shoes for you. Uh, yeah, I, I sit back down. I will exit the room. Over here, take a look at this. I point out the por- portion of the uh, report that uh, lists dangerous information, recommendation, destruction, or whatever it was. Termination. Right. Termination. That's not a word you'd be used for. I'm making sure to keep my voice low enough that it can't get back into the room. That's not the kind of information you would use for data or wetware. You would use either deletion or decommission. Why would they go to the trouble of putting something so expensive and then turn around and get rid of her. What did they put in there? Well, I'm about to suggest something that goes against my own uh, previous recommendation. Whatever this data is, I don't Dangerous can mean a lot of things. Whatever this is, they clearly don't want it to leave here. And if we leave this person here, they're just going to be killed. So, against my better judgment, I think we should take them with us. I, I point at that, I point at that. Is this one. Pointing at the ones talking about the data being dangerous. These are different wordings, different languages. This is... What is the sample? Sample and subject. There are too many questions. We do need to figure out what's in there. But you're right, it could... There's there's a difference between... I know how to assemble a weapon of mass destruction and I have new information that is driving me into fits of rage. 
in a way. They've seen your face enough, at least, that they could probably pick you out of a crowd. I feel like we shouldn't leave them here. They're a loose end if we do, and really want to know what information is so dangerous that they want it destroyed. At this point, you are correct. All the interacting I've done with her, she knows my face, she knows my voice, she knows my alias. Either they come back, they find her, and they ask her who woke her up, and she tells them, and then we are made. Or, I, you know, reach behind me again and do enough of a pat-pat to make enough noise that Alan knows what I'm indicating. But then that gives it away even more. So I think you're right. An unknown factor is going to make this a lot more complicated, but I think it's the best choice. Ideally, we just keep her quiet, find some maintenance worker clothes for her, and she becomes one of us. Have to disguise her face somehow. Presumably, anyone who works here might be able to recognize her. Maybe a hat. Hmm. Be just enough. Providing someone doesn't look too closely. She'll just stay in the middle of the three of us. So, same general plan. Keep our heads down and act like we're supposed to be here. Just with one extra person who we have no idea their temperament or anything else about them, really. Simple. The only thing we do know is that they are carrying a potentially violent payload of information that apparently they are not aware of. Well... And that they're an accountant. <laughs> Lovely. go back into the hospital room. Well, Arya. Yes? Do you have designs on staying here and completing this treatment? Whatever I, it may be. I said before I don't want to be here. I don't know why I'm here. I want to go home. We might be able to find out. We might be able to take you there. We'll see. But if that's going to happen, you'll need to come with us. Okay. It's better than staying here. Now I will actually escort you out of the room. Okay. I'll uh, I'll get a little bit in front of you, so you can't see as I make the like chop across the throat to get Alan to cut the feed. Right. So that you can't walk out, turn around, and say, see, subject designated for termination. Uh, yeah. Subject designation for McDonald's. We have McDonald's at home. <laughs> subject to be dispensed one Happy Meal. 
you're not sure where the off switch is, but you can just you know double tap on one of the uh, the fields to open up a different set of information. Frantically scroll up to the start of the report. Yeah. <laughs> However, Arya, the moment you set eyes on the window display. You have interacted with computers for your entire adult life. It is an inescapable tool for accountancy. However, you have only ever interfaced with computers on a surface level. You know how to navigate the OS. You know how to open the uh, programs designated for accountancy and maybe a few for entertainment. Suddenly, though, when you look at that interface, you know which brand it belongs to. You know which version number the OS is on. You know the name of the font being displayed. Helvetica Standard. And you can estimate to within 10 to 15 value points of uh, what the color designation is. What? You know where you can press in order to bring up the administration menu. And you know what would be on that menu. What? Um, what? And I, I just right. kind of... I... I... I think I'll be okay. It's okay. Can we just go? Keep your head down, keep your voice down until we can find some proper clothes for you. And I, I close my eyes and I, I breathe in and I count to ten. And I breathe out. And I'm okay. Good. Um, looks like it might be a maintenance closet over there. Let's see if there's a spare uniform. While they were talking to her and amongst each other Connor did shoot up a stim and this isn't like a habit thing one of the effects of stims is um juice which is heightened senses and alertness reduced fatigue and shortened reaction times so he's basically just like if we're going to get caught then he'll at least know ahead of time what's going on and have faster reactions also <laughs> Because I'm now realizing that I did it. When I stepped in front of Arya to make the turn it off motion, you could definitely see that that was a gun <laughs> that I was reaching for. In yeah, just kind of yeah. shoved into the back of my pants. <laughs> and I, I probably don't react, at least on the surface. I just like the idea that Alan and Dalton are having this conversation about this person and what to do about them. And in the background, Connor is just like snorting her, just, just fucking <laughs> snorting her meth. <laughs> just pulled a little pocket mirror out and just like, mm. Yep, nope, that's basically, that's right. kind right. of Connor's actually... ready to go, Connor's ready to go. All right, all right, nothing <laughs> of a sneak up on me. Let's do sneak up on me. I have an idea for a TV show. Okay, so it's a dolphin. The dolphin talks to people. <laughs> I think it would just be regular friends. I have a question. Considering my new inexplicable knowledge, do I recognize Connor? No. Okay. 
It would have been very funny. You would know how to uh, look him up. Okay. You, you don't automatically know trivia about people. Well, he's famous. I, I, It was worth a shot. Anyways. Anyways. I would like to have shoes so that when someone shoots the windows out, I don't have to, like, step over them and get my... Like, ah, you're cut. thinking we're going to get... We're going to get, uh, fucking... Whatchamacallit? Die hard. Die hard. We're going to get die hard. When are we... I mean, obviously... The game isn't about, like, going around barefoot. Uh... But it's possible. It's possible. We can, uh... You know... Like Abe said, we can find a maintenance closet, find a spare uniform for Arya. Yeah, and uh, incidentally, there is like a closet closet adjacent to the bed, but Arya's clothing is not inside of it. What is? Nothing. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, you, you do find place where clothing is kept, but it's not like a maintenance room with a maintenance um, jumpsuit. It's actually just uh, sort of a nurse's closet with uh, scrubs instead. We should all probably change to that. I, I, I don't yeah. know if the three of us actually are like in disguise at all. I don't think we are, considering we came straight out into this room. Yeah, it's like, wait, hold on. I definitely claim to be a maintenance man while in extremely civilian clothes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing that happened. It's fine, <laughs> she didn't notice. And I will say that uh, the, the clothing worn by the people inside the arcology is doubtlessly of a finer quality and style than those wandering around outside. So putting on a uniform like this, especially one that you find inside the arcology, will despite drawing attention, still allow you to blend in better than just wearing your outside street clothes. <laughs> Scrubs on. Face mask. Yeah, no, it Hair was cap. extremely obvious that you weren't a, like, a, a custodian. But, Thanks uh, for not I, saying anything. I, I was kind <laughs> of in shock the whole time. <laughs> I still am. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But sometimes you tell a lie that would be extremely obvious, but the person you're telling it to isn't paying attention. <laughs> that was, uh, that was Alan saying that in character, by the way. <laughs> or else they just don't give a shit, no matter how out of it they are. So, honestly, at this point, it might be a good point to break the episode. Okay. You still got a lot on your plate in terms of uh, getting close to the general and deceiving him into exposing himself. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I said that on purpose. Tee Tee All right. All right. And so it might be best to concentrate on that and spend more time on it next time. Sounds like a plan. Like a plan. Cool. Alright, then. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope to catch you in the next time. In the Good next night. time. <laughs>
friends in the next time. In the next time. I kind of crossed streams there mid-sentence. It's fine. It's fine. We're all (laughs) tired. We barely noticed. I noticed right away. (laughs) I noticed right away.